Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay. You're addicted to Dynasty and I am too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak. I love the NFL. I watch every game every week. I love drafting, trading, and scouting and managing all my teams 365 days a year and so do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. Here's what we have on store today. Today is my weekly update, uh, what I call my stock update players who I have a stock up and stock down. Each week I do my rankings and then tell you about the players that have made the biggest rises and the biggest falls in my uh, rankings. And then we're going to welcome on some fellow freaks. In this case, it's going to be one fellow freak. My buddy Shane Crosby is going to join us and we're going to look at the top 12 players a quarter way through the season or really a third of the way through our regular season in fantasy and kind of talk about those 12 players and which ones are the surprises, which ones we believe are lasting value, and which ones we think might be, you might call them fool's gold. So let's get started. Here's some of my stock. As I look at my stock update, here's some of my players that I see the stock rising on. Stock rising, we'll look at quarterbacks first. Stock rising first is on Jared Goff. I mean, moved this quarterback all the way up to number four. Goff is my number four quarterback right now. Um, He's the number three quarterback for the year so far, which is amazing. And I'm finally a believer. Like I was mostly a believer in McVay. Like I believe that that McVay was the guy that could carry the offense and actually make Goff good. But after watching Thursday night's game, I'm actually a believer in Goff too. Um, he's not just a systems guy. Like he was dropping dimes all over the field. And it was pretty clear that he doesn't only understand the offense and it's not just the system of it, but he actually is a great passer in and of himself, let alone that he has some of the best weapons, literally some of the best weapons in the entire NFL. So I've moved him all the way up to my QB number four, made a trade for him this week to acquire him. It's my first league that I've actually had him as my starting quarterback, but he'll be starting for me this week. Uh, Jared Goff has moved all the way up to quarterback number four. Other two, a little less of a movement, but worth mentioning. Uh, Baker Mayfield for Cleveland. I moved him up to quarterback number 17. I really just believe right now it's like it's his job to lose. And I believe that he will have a chance to keep this job for many, many years to come. Like, I don't think they're going to give up on him like they have on some of the other quarterbacks that they've drafted. He'll have a learning curve for sure. I think he already showed that somewhat in his first week and will likely show the same against Baltimore this week against that awesome defense. So he's probably not someone you're going to start right away, but if you can make a move for him or if you have him on your on your roster already, I think be encouraged because he's someone that I think in the course of his career is going to be an every week starter. It just may take a few years to get there. Uh, third quarterback that I have rising is, is Derek Carr. Like I moved him all the way up to my quarterback number 19. And this is, man, if, if you were following Dynasty a couple years ago, you remember that, that Carr was ranked in the top 10 for quarterbacks just a few years ago and has taken a pretty considerable fall. So maybe under Gruden, uh, he's able to get back into that top 10. It's really possible. His 400-yard uh, day that he had on Sunday and four-touchdown day that he had on Sunday was enough to make me uh, start thinking that this maybe could happen. The facts are, too, some of the way that he was maybe downgraded were his weapons, and now it feels like he's back again. Cooper is still very up and down, but the fact that uh, Jordy Nelson and Jared Cook, of all people, those two guys, have elevated his play. They've been more than pleasant surprises. They've been 
incredible uh, players for him so far. Uh, Jordan, or we'll hear about it in a minute, but uh, Cook being the number one tight end in the league right now, it's a, it's amazing. And the fact is that Oakland's defense is pretty pathetic, so they're going to be in shootouts for the most of this year, and I don't see their defense improving when you think from a dynasty perspective. It's going to take a while for their defense to get better. For an offensive-minded coach, I believe that Carr uh, really is on the rise. Someone to consider. Moved him up to quarterback 19. Let's think about running backs now. Here's some of my risers in the running back ranks. Uh, first riser is Christian McCaffrey from Carolina. I moved him all the way up to my running back number nine. There's really just one word that, that I would use for this, and that's the word volume. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, we thought it may have been all talk during the offseason, but it's not been. Uh, the fact is that he's been getting the ball a ton, and this is not he's probably not going to be a guy that's going to score a lot of touchdowns for us, but he's going to be top five in touches, like either carries and or receptions, probably more receptions, in fact, than carries, but it doesn't really matter. The fact is that he's going to touch the ball a ton, and it seems that North Turner, the new new offensive coordinator there, wants to use him this way. He's kind of established his his rhythm with him, and I think that North Turner is going to be there for years to come, given that it's just his first year. So I'm impressed by McCaffrey. I've also impressed by McCaffrey's ability to avoid the big hits. Um, it seems maybe more of a narrative is something you just see with your eye, but he seems like the type of guy, though a little bit more slight, a little bit smaller than other running backs. He knows how to avoid the big hits, and I don't think he's going to be a guy that's prone to injury like you might think of uh, smaller backs. He just knows how to avoid those hits, and so McCaffrey's moved all the way up to number nine for me. Have him in one league. Happy that I have him in those. Uh, Might try to acquire him elsewhere. This is going to be weird, but my second uh, on-the-rise player is Deontay Foreman from Houston. Now, it's pretty weird to move someone up to number 27 like I have, uh, particularly when you've not seen him play the entire season. <laughs> but who I have seen play is Lamar Miller and Alfred Blue, and those guys just don't have it. Like, it should not be where Watson, as a dual-threat quarterback, shouldn't have a dynamic running back as a part of their system, and they just can't make it happen with the backs that they have. And so I'm convinced that when he comes off a pup list, now granted it's difficult for someone to come back from the Achilles injury like he's had. I'm hoping he'll be the first but I've moved him all the way up to 27 and, and just in the hope that if you get the right type of running back in this offense, something dynamic is going to happen. That's not just my UT homerism speaking, by the way. My number three running back that I have uh, moving up the charts, moving up in the stock this week is Aaron Jones from Green Bay. I moved him up to running back number 35. Uh, the fact is that <laughs> even after a few weeks now, he's just he's just looked better. He's looked better than Jamal Williams um, not just to the eye, but in every measurable statistic that you could define with maybe the exception from pass protection, which we know is really important, which is why I kept holding on to Jamal Williams, believing that he was going to be the guy who would win this job. But he hasn't been able to do it yet. He's had his chance, and I believe now Aaron Jones is the time. For the first time in my ranking of these guys, I've finally moved to Aaron Jones ahead of Jamal Williams. Much to my chagrin, because I've got Jamal Williams owned everywhere, but I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. Uh, number four running back that's moving up the charts is Naheem Hines uh, for Indianapolis. I moved him up to running back number 46. Wilkins clearly hasn't won the job. Uh, Mack has always injured. This is two years in a row now that, we, that we've noticed that he's always injured. And uh, the fact is that Luck is throwing the ball like crazy. I predict he's going to throw it like 50-plus times a game. 
in this season. That's just the kind of offense that they have to run. They're going to be behind a lot, and their running backs aren't very good at running. But we've got one that's pretty good at receiving. And so Hines is a starter already in PPR leagues. Um, I'm not sure he'll ever be a third, uh, you know, true dynasty back in the sense of like a three-down workhorse. But he's going to get a lot of passing downs, and I kind of picture him like a Chris Thompson. Those of you who are starting like someone like Chris Thompson in your leagues, uh, he could be very similar for years and years to come. So he's someone to pick up for sure. Wide receivers. Uh, the wide receiver stock rising. We have a, a Cooper Cup from the LA Rams. I moved him all the way up to wide receiver number 24. I mean, what's not to like? Um, he's a slot guy in McVay's offense, which means he's always going to produce. Like, just McVay knows how to dial up plays for him. You saw it in the Thursday night game where he was just out-schemed and outplayed. And Cup already leads the team and has, for the two years in a row now, led the team in red zone targets. They just know how to target their slot guys and know how to target him. Long time ago, two years ago, I remember listening to uh, the Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. Um, and those guys were raving about him being a star player, being way more than people realized. Um, I wish that I had listened to them because I, I own Cooper, no, or Coop, uh, Cooper Cup Nowhere and sure wish that I did because he is already a top 24 receiver, in my opinion. Uh, second receiver on the rise is uh, Calvin Ridley for Atlanta. I moved him all the way up to wide receiver 32. Good grief. Like, what else can you do in two weeks? Like, this is a two-week <laughs> showing for sure. Um, the fact is that Sanu is still out-snapping him, but I don't believe that that can last very long. And even if it does, like, it hasn't mattered the last two weeks. He's still produced, and he's the number nine receiver in the league this year. It's incredible. Number nine receiver in half-point scoring. It's it's incredible. Um, I guess everyone was right. Like everyone said coming into the draft that he was the best NFL-ready receiver, best route runner, and I guess it was proven true. I didn't believe it. I didn't have it ranked as high, but I'm willing to admit that thus far at least he's definitely been the top rookie receiver uh, that's entered the draft. I'm moving him up to receiver number 32. My third uh, receiver that's rising in the rankings is Tyler Boyd from Cincinnati. I moved him all the way up to my receiver number 35, so really a top three. If you have three starting receivers, he would be a starter every week, in my opinion. Um, maybe this whole third-year breakout, if you've followed fantasy long enough, you know about this kind of rumor about the third-year breakout of receivers in particular that takes three years for them to kind of latch on and get it. And we've seen so many rookies break out in recent years that this whole third-year um, theory has kind of fallen to the wayside, but here we've got a guy in his third year who has produced an incredible amount compared to the previous years. He's targeted like crazy. Um, I think Dalton and him have some sort of great connection. I believe that Cincinnati offense has moved to being more of a passing offense. Um, Green's going to always take away, you know, the the most touchdowns. I don't believe he'll score more touchdowns than Green, but Green was also going to take away a lot more of the double coverage, and that just means that. Boyd is open underneath, even with the loss of Tyler Eifert, Eifert um, this last week, I think means that even more underneath passes are going to come Tyler Boyd's ways. So I moved him all the way up to 35. I plan on making some trade offers for him. I've held him and I've acquired him early uh, before the season started in several of my dynasty leagues and uh, hope to acquire him even in some of the leagues where I wasn't able to get him. Uh, I think he's going to be a longtime starter for Cincinnati. Uh, final receiver that I'll move up is Kiki Kuti. Um, I moved him all the way up to wide receiver number 58. Uh, not a huge ranking, but man, what a debut. Like, I think we still need to wait to see if this is a one-time thing or a fuller, 
being out with an injury was what made for all those targets. But uh, that said, uh, Fuller's often often injured, so he's going to be injured a lot, I believe. And so maybe this is the offense, too, that actually, like the Rams, can feed three receivers. So maybe Fuller and Hopkins and Kuti can all benefit in this type of an offense. Uh, definitely worth taking a grab on. He was held in all of my leagues. He was never on the waiver wire, so we had a lot of smart owners in all of my leagues who uh, drafted him and never dropped him. But if he was dropped, you should grab him. And if he wasn't, you should maybe try to make a trade for him. Two tight ends that I have on the stock rising, uh, Jared Cook for Oakland. This is crazy, but I moved him all the way up to my number 10 uh, tight end. I'm not afraid to admit it. Like this 31-year-old breakout, yeah, 31. That's insane. Uh, He's been known to break out. Like he's traditionally like a breakout guy in week number one. He constantly will have like an incredible week number one, like a top one to two, three tight end of the week in week number one, and then just fall off a cliff for the rest of the year. Everyone gets excited. I believe he's always really had the talent. Um, Maybe he's been in bad positions or whatever, but uh, watching this Oakland offense, I believe that they're really targeting him. Like this is an actual plan that they have, that they are moving him all around the formation, and uh, he should have even scored more touchdowns a week before last and just got tackled at at the one-yard line uh, multiple times. Um, He's a guy that, that I don't think you should be afraid to acquire, even though he's 31. Uh, tight ends of all positions are the ones that are able to sustain their production at an older age. And so 31, the age shouldn't scare you off of him. Like I would go try to get Cook if you don't have him. We just had our uh, most recent redraft league, and I grabbed him really late, and he's already become my starting tight end, and I love it. It's actually carrying me in the league because when you have a tight end that outproduces the other tight ends in a significant way, particularly if you have a one tight end league, that makes a big difference. Uh, second tight end that I have rising is Vance McDonald. Um, I moved him up all the way to tight end number 17, so not a huge increase, but the I'll call it the stiff arm that's heard around the world <laughs> that happened last Monday night. Um, he's always been athletic. athletic. Uh, he able to score long touchdowns. He did the same thing for San Francisco with, when he was with them. That's why when he came to Pittsburgh, everyone was hopeful for him to be the star. And then when Jesse James started producing early in the season and grabbing all those catches, everyone was like, well, what's the deal here? We all bought into to, uh, Vance McDonald during the offseason. And even during the summer, people were buying him up wisely. Well, I kind of believe that his athleticism has won the job and he has moved ahead. So uh, kudos to you if you actually held on to him, even when Jesse James was doing well. And sorry for those of you who dropped him in that time. Uh, like I did in one of my leagues as well. So I think he's going to be the guy that that really sticks. I don't have too many guys on the stock falling, but let's talk about a few of them. Um, I noticed when I was doing my rankings this week, I had a lot of guys rising, but I wasn't really moving a ton of guys super down. They were just getting jumped by these other guys. But I'll mention a few here, a few guys that are falling in their stock. Uh, We don't really have any for quarterbacks, but for running backs, I have three. Uh, One is Kenyon Drake, Miami. I moved him down to my running back 34 right now, which could fall much further. I mean, just really, like this guy's had eight carries in the last two weeks. Um, I loved his talent. Uh, I felt like really frustrated by the coaching staff, and I have no idea what they're doing and what's going on. Um, Just because of that, like he has to fall some. I'm still hopeful, but you've got to move him down a bit. Uh, Second stock falling is Rashad Penny for Seattle. I moved him down to running back number 36. I mean, this appears to be one of those weird situations where the GM hires some, you know, drafts somebody that the coach didn't want. 
Um, Penny has just not looked good. He's uh, apparently overweight from what, what people say anyway. Um, he's not impressed the coaches. And, and what's, what's crazy about this coaching staff is they always go with the, the players that impress the most. Like they don't pay any uh, attention to, to draft pedigree. And so if you were drafted in the first round, who cares? Like if someone else is better than you or works harder than you, they're going to get the job. And I think that's what's happened. I mean, it's happened with Chris Carson and then um, Mike uh, ah, Mike Davis, like, yeah, walks in and all of a sudden steals all the, the, the touches last week. It's just like these guys are no-name guys, and they're coming in and beating out a number one draft pick. Um, it's got to you got to move him down at this point. Still hopeful. Uh, glad that I didn't draft him anywhere last year in the rookie drafts. Sorry for those of you that did. And third, similar to what I mentioned earlier, I moved Jamal Williams from Green Bay down. I moved him down to number uh, 40. Um, I mean, he had his chance. The fact is that he had his chance. Uh, but he didn't win the job uh, for the first time. Like I said, I've actually moved him below um, uh, Aaron Jones. And so this stinks because I own him everywhere, so I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. I even made a trade for him this year, uh, two trades for him, and was wrong, I believe, on both accounts. Maybe there's still hope. I haven't moved him down that far, but I've definitely moved Aaron Jones ahead of him. As for receivers that are falling, this one's kind of obvious, but I only have one. Was Shard Matthews from Tennessee. I moved him all the way down to my wide receiver 100. <laughs> so that's like, I have 101 ranked on the website right now. So he's second to last. <laughs> but uh, his departure from the team uh, leaves me doubting that he'll ever be a fantasy value again really let alone like will he actually sign with a team again i have no idea the way the whole contract stuff went down with him shows some sort of uh some sort of character flaw or some sort of desire for football that i don't even know what to call it but uh just red flags altogether for Rashad matthews and he was so uh good like he was just he was so good and like the the hidden gem kind of on tennessee for for a couple years as he was with miami for a couple years but I think he's pretty much lost all of his value right now, so I've dropped him. Uh, two tight ends whose stock is falling that I'll mention before we close. Uh, one is Janu Smith for Tennessee. I moved him all the way down to uh, tight end number 33. I mean, the fact is that he said, this is crazy, two targets this whole season. Even when Delaney Walker went down, like, two targets? Like, everyone thought, and he was so athletic. Like, I was super hopeful that he was going to be the guy that could actually replace Delaney Walker. And it's, it's just not happened. And so it's time to move him down. If not, cut him. I've seen him cut in several of the leagues that I'm a part of already. And the last guy, this one's a little bit more sad to mention, but you'd have to say that Tyler Offert from Cincinnati. I moved him down to tight end 40. Uh, should certainly maybe fall lo- lower than that. I'm not sure if this guy's going to play again. And it's, it's sad that he and his, I'll say he and his mullet, <laughs> can't catch a break. Uh, he's been a, he could be a top five tight end talent-wise by far just like a touchdown hog that one year. But the fact is he just hasn't stayed healthy. It's just not going to happen for him. And so it's, it's really time to drop him from rosters. I've seen some people who have IR spots dropped him to IR. I've seen others who have him in leagues with no IR spots that have just flat dropped him. Um, I have him in a league with an IR spot. And I have one left, but next time one of my guys goes on IR, I'll be, I'll be happy to drop Eifert. I just don't think it's going to happen for him. So that does it for our stock rising and our stock falling. Um, Here in a minute, we're going to welcome on my buddy Shane Crosby, who's going to talk to us some about the top 12 players at each position and which ones we think are maybe fool's gold and which ones are 
we'll say solid gold. Hey, Dynasty Freaks. I'm sad to say that uh, my friend Shane Crosby was unable to join us tonight. That's what happens when you're uh, in the dynasty in the fantasy world, right? You have to take reality over fantasy. So I apologize that he couldn't uh, join me to discuss the top 12 players of the league so far in all the positions, but we'll try to do something like that next week. Uh, still thank you for giving us a listen and hope that our stock up and stock down is able to help you in your leagues as you consider players to make moves for and or to uh, drop and trade. Thanks for your time. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks.com. You can also email at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's it. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.